Hey everyone, this is Know Your Potential NYP episode nine, and we'll be taking this episode to motivate you on why it's important to keep trying new things and it's okay to fail at it. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Know Your Potential with David and Phil Mio, your source for motivational insight and discussion of all things relating to business, technology, and life. We banter and interview like-minded individuals striving to be the best version of themselves, generate value for society, and achieve the life they want to live. Hey, everyone. It's Phil Ngo here. Hey, everyone. This is David Ngo. I hope you guys are all doing great. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Ngo Your Potential. We're on episode nine now, Dave. Episode <laughs> nine, and we're doing not bad. We've been busy, yeah. pumping, out, uh, we've been busy pumping, out, pumping out episodes. Yeah, seriously. Thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. We hope you uh, actually find some great value into this podcast. And uh, we want to thank you for also contributing to the success of the podcast by interacting with us on social media. Um, so you can do that through knowyourpotential.com. Uh, David actually and I both get separate messages from people like asking specific questions about things. And I mean, the easiest way is just to actually contact us uh, through our podcast channels. That way, David and I have a good opportunity to take a look at all the questions and answer them for you. Absolutely. If you guys, so if you guys need anything, you need to reach us uh, on Instagram, our handle, know your potential. Again, any questions, message us from there and then we'll answer them for you. Yeah, it's much easier. So, so David doesn't get all the crypto questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this episode, what, we, what we're going to be talking about is pretty much... So this... Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the introduction for this one, Dave, if you don't mind. Go for it. Awesome. Uh, so this episode actually was, uh, was crafted by, by us both to really help uh, future entrepreneurs or people who want to take uh, more control of their lives, lives to quell their fears and motivate you to find your own potential as well, right? Yeah, and, and pretty from, from this episode here, you know, one of the main things we want to talk about is the fear of failure. You know what, with, with failure, the main thing is people are afraid to try things because of how people will judge them, how people will laugh at them, and what others will think about them when they fail. So that's probably the number one reason why people never try because of the fear of failure. Yeah, and uh, we want to be able to give you even like some of our personal experiences and life stories to be able to tell you like, hey, there's nothing to be afraid of. And what's really stopping you from going out there and achieving your potential is really what's in your head. <laughs> yeah, and, and the reality of it is um, everybody fails. We've all failed. We will continue to fail. Some of the most richest, most successful people have probably failed more times than we can count. And that's why they're successful. Because every time they fail, they choose not to just stop at the failure. They, they take the failure as a lesson, a lesson in life, as experience. And then they pretty much apply it to the next time they try again to make sure that whatever they're trying, not to have the same failure again and to learn from it. That's really what it is. Fa uh, successful people are not afraid to try and fail. And even if they fail to them, that's something good because they know how to handle it the next time better. Yeah. Even at the end of the day, if we maybe only got like one or two viewers on this podcast, at least, at least we did it, you know, like, like even just listening to us uh, from episode one till now makes a huge difference. And we've improved our, you know, personal speaking skills 
and all of this, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. Like we, we never would have learned about this, about ourselves, what we were capable of if we never even started this podcast, right, Dave? So, well, I mean, touching up on that, I, I look at the amount of viewers and listeners that we have, and we're actually doing pretty decent. So I don't consider this a complete failure by any means. <laughs> uh, we have definitely had episodes where we've learned uh, what to do or what not to do for future episodes. So definitely this is a learning process for us. And uh, you know what? Failure, this, this topic of failure is really important for us as well, just because we have both experienced, you know, major failure in our lives in terms of um, work, businesses, or maybe even relationships, right? So uh, a few of the things we want to talk about, Phil, you wanted to talk about some of your career moves that were not so well that somehow turned out to be okay in the end. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's pretty interesting because like David and I never, you know, grew up thinking we'd be podcasters or anything like that, or anything even close to that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, if you asked me what I did for a living, I'd be hard pressed to tell you exactly what that is, because I don't consider myself to really have a career. If I hand you my resume, David, and you looked at all the things I've done, you'd be like, what the hell? This, this guy doesn't know what he's doing with his life. And I mean, that's, <laughs> I, the, the point is basically uh, me not actually having a sort of straight path to somewhere is actually a benefit to sort of anybody who wants to look at hiring me for anything. Like, you know, I've, uh, I've been an actor as like a, a, a kid, you know, I've entertained people. I am a nerd at heart. I did a bunch of military IT computer tinkering stuff with the military. I went into pilot season in Hollywood, um, working in television production, you know, like just things that you, that were just so random, but at the time I was really interested in getting to learn more about, I mean, I did development work for, um, for my own startup. So I learned how to program. I, I learned how to code. Um, I was in pilot school for the air force, you know, like, I mean, when you think about having opportunities such as that, you know, like you, um, you would think like, oh, you know, Phil's pretty set for life. You know, he's going to become an Air Force pilot and he's going to go, uh, you know, fly planes for a living and then uh, go right to the airlines. And it's it's so funny thinking thinking about it in hindsight now because um, as I will talk about just in, in a bit about failure, it's just really important to know that like just because something didn't work out for you doesn't mean like, you know, you should dwell on it. At the end no, of the so so what what it sounds like you're kind of like the yeah. you're, you're you're jack of all trades, master of none, which is not a bad thing at all. So pretty much you got the opportunity to tr uh, to try out and chase every single passion that you had in the moment. So at least you kind of got to try it and see this I liked, this I didn't like, or sometimes you're able to take something from one job and apply it to something else in the future, right? Yeah, and I think that's like one of the unique aspects of, of what I bring to the table is just experience from a bunch of different um, life experiences. I mean, nobody, I, I can almost guarantee you that nobody has gone through the same route as I have and had the same experiences that I have from all these different things that I've done to be able to bring to the table for whatever I'm actually doing. And um, I think it's, it's important to discover that uniqueness that you get it from interacting with an individual like myself, even though I, you know, didn't have a straight path to get somewhere, you know, like a, a lot of people in the crypto industry, for example, didn't start out in crypto because crypto was never a thing, like even more, like more than 10 years ago. Right. So it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's one of those interesting things, you know, where, um, 
it's it's beneficial for people to bring life experience from all these different parts of of what interests you and um it makes you such a unique individual to whatever you're doing no for sure and and that's why talking about crypto that's one of the cool things um that i was talking to kathy about also you know pretty much saying that in life no one really kind of knows where they're going to be going and where they're where they're going to be ending up in like you mentioned crypto being one of those things that's new and there are a lot of you know new millionaires new billionaires let's say that came out of crypto but this all only started happening in 2010 so even if you had a a Harvard degree in 2009, you pretty much started off in the same playing field in 2010 when crypto came out, right? So again, all these things, it's again, it's how interesting is this life, it keeps evolving. And it's always nice to keep your eyes and ears open for what the next thing is and see if there's potential for you in that news, you know, in that new development of that business of whatever it is. Yeah. And I mean, like David, I could honestly say that the best thing um, that I've experienced for for actually, you know, having the balls to really go out and try a bunch of these different things in my life. I learned a lot about not just myself, but also like the value of, you know, my time and and what I consider to be success in my life. Um, For me, success is not necessarily graduating from like an Ivy League school and going to like a big firm, making lots of money, making a partner, uh, partner status or anything like that. Like for me, I, I, by doing all these things, I realized where I wanted to put my time. So I, I learned about the, the true value of, of what my time is worth and how important like work-life balance is for me. So to be able to have like the free time to do stuff, be able to maintain control of my mental health, my physical health, and honestly loving the people that I work with and doing this podcast with you. I mean, it really is just, you know, a great way for me to spend my time. And I'd rather, you know, be here and do this, not get paid to do it than to be spending my time at like uh, a firm, like a, even a crypto firm necessarily, you know, like doing trading, making investment decisions and such. I mean, I don't want to give away my sanity for, for that. You're getting paid in experience right now, Phil. Think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's all, it's all perspective, right, David? That's what it is. <laughs> and for, for, you know, for people like, uh, like ourselves, the, the, the glass is always half full. That's how I always see life. Um, every failure is filled with, uh, it's filled with information and data on what you did, how you failed, how not to do it the next time. And, and that's what it is. With failure, there are, you know, pretty much there's two types of people. The first type is uh, someone who, you know, comes by failure and thinks, shit, I failed. I couldn't do this. It's the end of the world. And uh, it's impossible to do this. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to. And then there's a second type of a person where they're pretty much saying, hey, I failed and that really sucks, but why did I fail? How can I, you know, what can I learn from this failure? And uh, how can I improve on the next time to make sure that when I try again, it's not gonna have the same results. Hopefully it's gonna be a better result. There's no guarantees that you're gonna succeed the next time, but if you stop trying, that's a guaranteed failure. So again, one of the important things I've always told people or say even for myself is take failure as fuel to be, you know, to use it for your next, your next attempt, which will help you succeed. And again, I'm a very strong believer of failure as being experienced as learning and to, you know, pretty much take that and see how you can apply to other parts of your life also. 
Yeah, I think um, like I have a, a great story to basically tell about about failure and having, you know, the right perspective when something like that happens, because um, back when I was doing flight training with the Air Force, um, we would go through, you know, uh, a bunch of, you know, testing protocols and and there were a lot of things with flight training that were very subjective. And there wasn't always necessarily a standard as to, you know, doing something correctly, because a lot of the times um, decisions can be made subjectively when it comes to flight training. Like, for example, there was an instructor that used to do people's like final tests to basically pass a course. And uh, his name was Mr. Getty. We actually gave him a nickname. His nickname was called the dream killer. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason, <laughs> and, and the reason why it, it is harsh, but at the end of the day, like he was known for being um, a crazy hard marker and having um, and being one of the worst people to test with because he was that hard on people and very stringent on very certain things. And that was the, the one thing I didn't like about flight training was that the standard was different for everybody. And, and um, it's crazy because going through that experience and seeing people's dreams get shattered. Like people wanted to be, you know, fighter pilots since they were like five years old and watching their dreams get shattered because the dream killer basically killed people's dreams. And you would see grown men on the floor in their dorms, just bawling their eyes out saying, my life is over. You know, like I've always wanted to be a fire pilot and now I can't do that. Um, And it's just like, you know, it, it definitely does suck. And it does take, you know, time for people to get over stuff like this, because it is traumatic emotionally, if you've wanted to be a fighter pilot for <laughs> since you were a kid. Um, by the end of the day, you should always take that perspective of looking forward um, and, and looking for that next thing. And I mean, for me, in hindsight, um, not completing flight training was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made. Um, and really, by keeping that positive outlook and trying to find that next thing, I fell into crypto and my life would be completely, completely different if it wasn't for a turning point in my life where initially it would have felt like a huge failure in my life. But now looking back at 2021, um, you know, if I was continuing with my flight training, I would be out of a job. (laughs) <laughs> there's no airlines are hiring right now you know <laughs> it's bad timing to be a pilot right now yeah. but at the same yeah. time what's what's very interesting about, about that also is that your failure there made you go into crypto which eventually led you to you know introducing it to me which eventually led me to investing into it so again it's very interesting how life is just a a reaction and chain reactions of events and what may be considered as you know, unlucky or bad or negative thing today might actually be a great or positive thing in the future. Again, same thing is pretty much always having to look at it with uh, the glass half full, right? So again, had you given up there and just say, fuck it, I'm done. I I failed this. I'm a failure. I'm not looking to anything else. Then that would have been the end of your story, let's say. But you chose not to look at, you chose not to do that. You chose to, you know what, this sucked. Let me see what's the next thing to work on and look into. And here we are today. Yeah, exactly. And it's just crazy to think that all it really takes is that one moment um, in time to really just completely change your life. I I think the saying is basically, um, you are always one decision away from a completely different life. (laughs) Absolutely. And again, I couldn't agree with you that I I couldn't agree with you more on that. Just again, for example, let's say like, uh, when meeting Kathy, let's say, had I decided to turn left 
on that day, instead of going right, I would have never met her. And again, it would have been ripple effect of differences. I would have never had kids, would have never had um, so many other things happen to both our lives. So again, life is so interesting and crazy and beautiful in that sense that we are all one decision away from living a completely different life, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've all, we've all had these sort of turning points in our lives and, um, and you definitely have gone through a couple of those too, right, Dave? So yeah, absolutely. Quite a few of them, but I mean, I mean, with you also though, one of the things I do like and appreciate most is that you have that whole, no fear of trying something just because, I mean, not to, not, not to put it in a bad way, you've, you failed at, at a lot of different things that you tried, but what I love about it is that you, you never gave up after you failed at one thing, you're like, all right, cool. This didn't work out for me. Now let me try the next thing. Let me try the next thing. Let me try the next thing until where we are today. So again, all to say that, you know, the whole attitude that you have with the whole not being afraid to fail has worked out so well for you so far. And I'm, I believe it will, it will continue to help you um, achieve many more successes in the future. Yeah. And um, one of the the things that I like to tell people most is you can be wrong a hundred thousand times, but you only need to be right once. Yeah, that's really what it is, you know, and as we're doing, you know, some research on this episode, a, a few of the, you know, big names that came up that we we learned about that, you know, had a lot of failures before they became who we know them as today. Uh, one of them would be Walt Disney. So pretty much he created his first animation company in Kansas in uh, 1921. And then he made a deal with a distrib- distribution company where he would send them his animations and then he would only get paid six months later. Obviously, that didn't work out very well for him. Um, he couldn't pay his rent and bills and he had to shut down that company. But after he shut down that company, the next company he came up with was Walt Disney. So again, one of those interesting stories of where he, he had to shut down his company to get to something better. Uh, another one would be J.K. Rowling. So again, looking at her, people would have said, man, you're, you're a terrible mess. I think she was like 25 years old or so. She was divorced. She had no money. She had to take care of a kid and she was going nowhere. And then all of a sudden, all she had to do was she came out with her one, one novel, one book, Harry Potter. And again, the rest is history now. She's no longer uh, living in the car like she was back in the days when she was not doing well. Uh, she no, no longer has to worry about you know, money or food for her kids or anything anymore. Again, just one decision, right? Um, you know, I, I, another couple of uh, famous ones that we know very well, which I probably support his business a bit too much or too often, is Ray Kroc. So Ray Kroc, if you guys don't know, he was one of the uh, founders of McDonald's. And you know what? The thing, the crazy thing about, about Ray Kroc is he, prior to McDonald's, he was a, um, a salesman for milkshakes and a whole bunch of other random different, different companies until finally he founded McDonald's at the age of 52 years old. So again, he was a failure his whole life. You can consider that. And now all of a sudden he's become one of the most, you know, richest and well-known people in the world. I mean, he's not around with us anymore, but you know, that's Ray Kroc. Um, yeah, I, fast, I think what, yeah. one, one of the important things about that is a lot of people like to think that they are too old or whatever it may be to pursue these, these things, right? A lot of the times, these successful people never even made it to, to where they are until they were, what, in their late 50s, 60s? Yeah, well, I think the average was uh, late 40s was usually the, the, the yeah. average for some of these people. But again, late 40s is really um, old when you're, when, when you're 18 years old, right? When you're 18 years old, you're like, if I don't make it by 25 years old or 30 years old, I'm a failure. And I think thinking that way um, puts a lot of pressure on yourself, puts a lot of pressure onto every single failure as this is the end of my life. I thought this was going to be the one. I thought this was going to be it. 
But again, looking at it, looking at things that way, it's too simple because again, a failure today could have been a reason that leads to your success later on. We never know. We, we never know. Then that's why it's always so important to keep looking forward uh, and keep trying and never giving up after you fail. Because again, every successful person has failed many, 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 many times over before getting to where they are today. So every time you fail, think of it as what can I learn from this failure and how can I be, be better and do better next time? Yes. At the end of the day, if your heart is still beating and your mind still works, keep going. That's, that's, that's really <laughs> what it is. You know, if, if you have uh, if you have an opportunity or a chance, just keep going, keep trying because whenever you try uh, there's a chance of winning. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Wayne Gretzky. What does he say? Uh, you miss every shot you don't take. That's that it. cannot be more true just because every single time you choose not to try something new because you're afraid of failure or you're afraid of missing, well, you know what? You're 100% going to miss that shot. You're 100% not going to be able to achieve anything because you played it safe every single time. For sure. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, some of the other you know, personal failures that I have myself, which, you know, I, I don't want to encourage this. One of them would be never finishing high school. So because I never finished high school, yes, that was, you know, that's still shitty. That's, I still feel bad about that, but somehow not finishing high school led me down the path that I took, uh, made me try out all the different types of businesses, met all the different types of people that I've met and eventually somehow creating this company or finding the company uh, earth rated with my business partners. Um, and pretty much being where I am right now, I'm, uh, you know, no longer a participating, participating partner in the company, but I am, you know, semi-retired if you want to call it that right now. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, but you know what's funny, Dave, is I, I actually don't necessarily find a correlation of success with people who have done a ton of uh, formal education. Like you, you hear of even PhD students who have dedicated their entire lives to academia and getting their their PhDs, but yet they're at some sort of a starting gig at at you know some company. You know, like they're not they're still making. Uh, the salary of like somebody who's just starting off somewhere. Uh, the the funny thing is like, I, I think this would even actually make a good episode is, um, you know, there are certain jobs where I think formal education is definitely beneficial for like legality reasons and stuff. You know, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, I would definitely trust someone who went to med school versus someone who didn't with my health. But at the same time, if you're talking about, you know, like people who are working as like software engineers um, some of the best ones I've seen never even went to high school. Some of them never went and did computer science. And it's pretty interesting to, to see that. So what, what that really says, though, is that um, it all comes back down to, to character, right? To the, the actual person and how passionate they are about certain subjects or topics and, and how resilient they are when it comes to, you know, getting rejected for, you know, maybe not getting a certain job because they say, Hey, you don't have this diploma. This other guy does, and you're not going to get this job. And then if this guy chooses, Hey, shit, you know what? I don't have my diploma. It's the end of it. I'm never going to get there. That could be the end of the story. But for that same guy, he goes, you know, fuck you. I don't need the job working for you. I'm going to go out here and try to do something on my own. And a lot of times uh, these guys do, you know, do become more successful because they choose to work for themselves than to work for someone else. You know, from what I've known also for my whole life is I, I hate working for other people. Um, I hate being told what to do. Uh, I hate when someone tells me to do something and I know it's not the best way or the right way of doing it, but I just have to do it because they're my boss. So at a very young age, I, I learned and realized this and then I understood this. So that's why uh, growing up, I always chose to work for myself 
where I'm more than happy to, to work till midnight and more than happy to skip meals and more than happy to um, put my blood, tears and sweat into this because I know it 100% comes back to me. So again, I failed along the way many, many times uh, working for others, working for myself, but every single time I failed, I learned from it. And then that, I pretty much took that experience and brought it on to my next project. Mm-hmm. And you know what, talking about something a bit more personal, uh, talking about failures, uh, not just about our own failures, what's also important is learning about failures from people close to us, right? So meaning your own brother, sister, mom, dad, cousin, wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be. So one of the little stories I'm going to share is pretty much, uh, you know, and not to be putting it, talking about it in a bad way, uh, my dad. So in my eyes, I feel that he failed my brothers and I and my family in many ways. So he was a businessman. He, you know, him and my mom separated. So unfortunately, my, my brother and I, you know, had to go with him and he wasn't able to take care of us. So we had to live with all of our aunts and uncles and from one, one relative to another. And then on top of that, he was a big gambler. So he gambled a lot. He lost all of his money. And that you know, really sucked for all of us and negatively affect all of us in, in more ways than we can imagine. And at the same time, because he's always away working, we never really had a dad uh, taking care of us, telling us what to do, how to do this, uh, helping us with homework or anything at all. So he was kind of non-existent. So with all of that being said, though, I'm kind of the opposite of him now. So gambling to me is not the same way where he gambles, where for him, it was kind of a, a way of making a living for me. I go out with friends, I'll put out a few hundred dollars. Okay, win, loss, it's cool. Uh, spending time with my my wife and kids are so important to me. I make sure to spend time with them, helping them with their homework. I make sure to take them out to do cool stuff, activities on the weekends. Um, all these things I would have maybe never done had I not learned or been disappointed by my dad. So again, very sad and touching to, to talk about my dad in this way. But uh, again, his failures is my success in a way. That's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. De- definitely the most important part of it is actually being able to realize this and actually ensure that this um this this sort of failure doesn't get passed on to towards the the next generation stuff because a lot of the times the problem is um usually with family dynamics is that um there lacks um i guess the the ability for people to stop you know bad things from going to the next generation. And yeah. No, absolutely. And, and again, that's why, you know, where we're saying that failure is such an important thing to look at. Again, not just your own, but your own parents, right? So a lot of times when I teach uh, my kids also, first thing I say, I don't know the answer to this question. Let, me, let us Google it together and find the answer. You know, whereas our parents would always have the answer somehow <laughs> before Google even existed. They always had an answer for us. They, they always had some story attached to it as well, which has no data or anything to back it up with. No, it was just uh, <laughs> whatever they felt like saying it was, that's what it was. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was told by my mom that if I didn't finish all the grains of rice in my bowl, that I would get a pimple for each one. So did you actually get the pimples or? No, I actually <laughs> ate all my rice. This is why you, you, ate won't all your rice. See, you won't see a grain of rice in my bowl. <laughs> but at least you learned from it. So it's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, some of these stories, like, yeah, growing up, they make no sense. But, um, but I guess at the time when you're a kid, I mean, they make up these little stories to yeah. sort of encourage you to, to, um, to shape, be shaped in a, in doing some specific behavior. 
but uh but you know like i was lucky to to also have like caring parents that actually you know like had the time to to raise me and stuff so everybody has a different experience but at the end of the day as long as what you do for your kids and what your kids do for their kids is you know one step above what the last generation did i mean that's, that's a well that, that's what it is right so at the same time you know because learning of this failure and then having somewhat starting to see it in myself because at some point in time when i was working with our our, our company earthrated i was um, away from home a lot i would come home late i would be um pretty much i, I dedicated 110 percent of my time and energy to the company which is uh you know a great thing in some ways for the company, not so much for my family, my relationship with the kids or the wife. So um, at some point I realized and saw that, you know what, I'm away a lot and working a bit too much, let's say, that now that I'm you know, no longer a part of there, it's made me really, really much more happier, to be honest. I've been spending a lot more time with, uh, with Kathy, I've been spending more time with the kids. And more importantly, I've actually been spending a lot more time on myself. So on myself, some of the stuff I've been doing has been training. So prior to this, I actually didn't train a lot. Um, well, I mean, I went to the gym, I trained in that way, but I never pushed myself because I was always afraid of failure. And one of the silliest things I remember saying once to somebody was like, oh, why don't you try doing this? I'm like, oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm not going to fail at this because you know what? I'm not going to try. So I never have to fail. Ha ha ha. And I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> back then. But now I realize I'm like, man, that's such a stupid thing to say, like saying that I, know, I never want to, uh, I, I will never fail because I'll never try. So again, I learned from that, even though I said that the one time it still stuck with me now after thinking like, shit, that was a very stupid thing to say, because that's not how it should be. That's not how you are. Well, you also don't have a chance to succeed if you don't try. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, a little story I want to share right now is pretty much. Um, so every Saturday I go running with a, a few people. We have like a bit of a running crew. So we recently uh, started this challenge. It's like a 21 day challenge. It's, it's called the LFG challenge, which stands for let's fucking go challenge. So what it is, is that we had to set our own goals. So we have like uh, main goals we want to do and like a second, second goal and third tier goals. And one of my top goals was pretty much uh, running more. And one of them was also running 10 kilometers, be able to run 10 kilometers straight without stopping. So I planned a Saturday running with them. I told the guys, Hey, listen, I'm going to do a 10 kilometer run. And uh, I want you guys to be there with me. So we did the first five kilometers, cool, no problem. We had to stop and wait for other people's, people to come join us. And then on our second part of the other five kilometers, when we got to where I thought was the end destination, um, there was still one kilometer left. But in my mind, for whatever reason, I just thought to myself, okay, cool, we're at the destination now. Oh, there's still a bit more to go. I really don't feel like doing it. I'm kind of done. And I just gave up and stopped. So I stopped at ninth kilometer on the 10. And uh, I felt really, really, really bad and shitty about this the whole weekend. And uh, Kathy was really surprised. She's like, what are you like complaining about? You did nine kilometers. That's nine kilometers more than most people did on a Saturday morning. You should be happy and proud of yourself. And trust me, I, I am super happy and proud that I did nine kilometers. Where I was upset and disappointed was that I said I would do 10 and I only did nine. So that really, really bothered me so much so that it actually bothered me for the whole weekend. Monday, I didn't go running because yesterday it was too, uh, it was too wet everywhere. And then today it was like minus 20 degrees. It's not colder with the wind. And I, I was so close to canceling, but I chose not to cancel. And I went out to run anyway. So in my mind, I was going to do five kilometers. I ran the five kilometers as I was running the whole five kilometers. I couldn't stop thinking about my failure from Saturday and how I was so disappointed in myself that I only did nine out of the 10 kilometers. So when I was done my five kilometers today, I said, you know what? 
let's try to push a little bit further and see how far I can go. So pretty much from that five kilometer, I kept going, going, running, running. Yeah, I said, you know what? Let me try to make up for that last Saturday where I fucking failed myself, where I disappointed myself and, and do the 10 today. And I actually ended up doing almost 12 kilometers today. So that's actually a personal record for me. I've never ran more than 10 kilometers in my life before. So again, all to say, uh, my failure on Saturday really gave me extra juice or motivation today to somehow manage to do 12 kilometers. So again, I could have taken it as a complete complete failure and be upset at myself. But instead, I, you know, I pushed myself and went even further than I ever thought I could or would be able to. So all to say, guys, failure is, you know, motivation for you to keep pushing for the next time to do even better. And that's how I really took that. And today, I couldn't be more happy and more proud of myself. I felt like a million dollars today. That's amazing. Because like, I think at the end of the day, what you also have that a lot of people should work on is that dedication and that drive and the discipline to be able to hold themselves accountable for, you know, achieving their goals and their dreams. And I think um, a lot of people need to figure out whatever that is to sort of help them find their potential and become the best person that they can be and, and hold themselves accountable for it. And that's what it is, you know, with this whole episode also, what we want to talk about is that, you know, failure is okay as long as you learn from it and you improve and get better and you actually do something with the failure, you shouldn't go into anything or everything and just be like, oh, it's okay if I fail, it's fine. I'm just going to do this. And if, if I fail, it's fine. No, that's not really the mentality of what we're trying to tell you right now. What we're trying to tell you is go in, give it your best hundred percent shot. And then if you fail, just accept it and say, fuck, I failed. All right, cool. Let me learn from it and get better from it. That's what we're, what we're really trying to say here. We're not just saying go out there and it's okay to fail all sorts. No, that's not what we're trying to say. No, don't go you. out there and try no. and fail. <laughs> you know, don't do that. Don't go out there thinking you're going to fail. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, with that being said, I think it's very cool or good to also tell yourself that, hey, it's okay to fail because you know what? I'm going to try a whole bunch of different and new things that I'm scared of. I have no idea how to do and I have no experience. And it's most likely that I'm going to fail. But you know what? I'm going to go in there with that mentality and being not afraid to fail. And then probably sucking at it, but eventually learning and getting better each and every single time afterwards. So again, if you keep trying and keep improving yourself after that first failure, there is no real failure really, right? It's kind of just experience is what it is. That's it. Just go out there and, and try it and do your best at it and, and hope, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. <laughs> That's what it is. That's it. That's it. All right. So speaking of, of going out there and trying things, I mean, uh, next week, we're actually going to have a special guest with us, Dave. Yep. So we're going to have Tom Masterson. He's going to be joining us next week. Yes, he is the co-founder of Support by Blue. So Support by Blue is a web app, uh, blah, 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 web <laughs> application. <laughs> See, I still have work to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll get better at this podcasting, Dave. By honestly. episode 100. That's that's the goal yeah. I gave myself. By episode 100, we're going to be <laughs> experts at this shit. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Support by Blue is a web application which uh, bonds technology with organizing community support for family caregivers. So I've actually, you know, disclaimer, I've used this app before because I was uh, helping to organize uh, funds to help my mom while she's going through her cancer treatments. And uh, it's it's a great application. And uh, I think it'd be great for you to, to hear about it from Tom himself. Uh, next week. And um, feel free, even if you guys have any questions you want to ask him, uh, 
send it in and we'll, we'll, we'll get on the, the podcast with Tom and, and get the answers to your questions. Do you want to give the website to uh, Tom's? Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah. So support by blue is um, the website is actually support by uh, and then dot blue. So that's, <laughs> I know enough. it's, it, I know it's a weird uh, top level domain, but, um, but you know, <laughs> it's not, Dot com is not the only thing on the internet anymore. So it's support by and then the dot and then blue. Um, or you can just, you know, Google it. <laughs> Do it the easy way. Google also works. Google works for everything. Yeah. Cool. So we'll see you guys uh, next week then. And uh, we'll bring Tom Masterson on to, uh, to chat with us. And again, if you guys want to reach us, Phil. Yeah, that's knowyourpotential.com. You'll find all of our social media handles there. That's ngoyourpotential.com. Thanks a lot for being with us, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.